Have you ever considered raising money to fund your business? Maybe you've used credit cards or you've gotten a loan. Or perhaps you wanted to dip your toe into the investor waters to see if you can't raise some serious dough. Well, I did. And boy, do I have a story to tell you. It's not even over yet, and it's already been one crazy ride. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I want to talk about what it's like to try and get funded to answer the big question, should I go and get funded? It'll be the first episode of a multi-series exploration, and I can't predict when the next one's going to come out because I'm hunting for money in real time. Or am I? What's my funding background? I used to get a small allowance from my parents if I did enough chores around the house. Those were the days. Years later in 2013, I tried to launch a brand new fund, having no experience in the funding world. And as you could guess, it was a huge bust. In 2015, my company, The Founding Moms, did a $5,000 raise on Kiva.org, which is touted as the world's first online lending platform connecting online leaders to entrepreneurs across the globe. It helped. We were able to launch our online platform that's now thriving, and we've paid back every penny to our 118 lenders. I've been bashing fundraising for years. I've heard horror stories about companies that floundered and went bust thanks to huge investments from venture capitalists, or what those in the know call VCs. People have told me that helpful angel investments are as rare as sightings of actual angels. I've never met a founder who said, I raised money and I loved every minute of it. I've also heard that if you raise money, it involves giving away actual ownership of your company to some degree. And doing so is the last thing on earth that anyone should ever do. I'm quoting every entrepreneur I've ever met. The thinking goes that if you came up with it and invested time and money into building it, why would you ever part with it to get a little money that pushes you forward? I adopted that thinking for years, years. I turned up my nose at anyone who talked about it and lectured colleagues about how they were making a big mistake while they were going and trying to get funding. An investor approached me last spring to ask if he could acquire my company. Is there a more flattering question to hear as an entrepreneur? Nope. We spent months going back and forth on how things would work, what the sale of my biz to him would look like, and then I was ghosted. More on that story in another episode. But it occurred to me shortly after that experience that I was ready for funding. Or was I? Ching, ching, ching goes the money tree. And every time a ching money comes to me, it all flows in so abundantly from the top left, right, and up under me. Let me explain the quandary I'm in. We have a thriving community at the Founding Moms. We have founding exchanges, which is what we call our masterminds, that meet up in cities around the world. We provide video courses and workshops and boot camps and business coaching and virtual assistance and an incredible array of other resources for any mom entrepreneur who wants to build her business. But all of those women around the world who should access our community, most of them don't know we exist yet. We have what's called an access problem, and we've never spent a cent on advertising. 
To solve it, I thought, it's time. Time to spend a bit on ads. We can grow our already large organic reach tremendously and have the freedom to target women really well if we spent money on ads. Except that we don't have a budget yet for doing so. Enter the investor. Hello there. Here was my idea. Apply to accelerators, reach out to angel investors, and talk with anyone who would listen to see if they'd be willing to part with fifty dollars or $100,000 in return for a small piece of ownership in the founding moms. I finally understood why people part with ownership. A small trade indebts you to folks whom, without their help, you'd not have gotten to anyway. So the trade-off suddenly seems a lot more fair than it once did when I didn't need it. Here's what's happened to date. It's a lot, but it's by no means over. First, I called everyone who'd ever given me advice, from former mentors to fellow colleagues who'd received investor money. I whispered to them that I was on the hunt. Getting the word out felt so good, like I became a bit more of an entrepreneurial adult in doing so. It's nonsense, but it felt that way, so just bear with me. Second, one former mentor told me to put a pro forma together. What is that? I still don't know. He helped me put it together, knowing that it would wind us to that number that I'd ask investors for. Third, I scrapped said number and landed on one that was a lot larger, one that would help me do other things, like launch a version of our platform for Spanish-speaking mom entrepreneurs. Oh, another entrepreneur mentioned that I'd need a deck. What's a deck? Well, I Googled it, opened up Google Slides, and created a 20-page, very orange slideshow. Is it too long? Probably. Is it too orange? Most definitely. Are all of the numbers that I need to showcase in there? Probably not. Does it give an investor a good sense of what we do and what we're looking for? Yes. Then, the goose chase began. I scoured LinkedIn and Facebook groups for angels. I joined every one that I could. I emailed CPAs and lawyers specifically to ask if they could pass my deck along to any of their <clears throat> rich clients. Almost all obliged. I applied to Republic, a crowdfunding platform that lets you raise funds by letting your people invest and get a bit of ownership in your company. I got an email saying that I was rejected, and if I wanted to be reconsidered, I could apply again in six months. To date, I have no idea why I was rejected. I applied to Generator, an accelerator in the Midwest that gives companies a good chunk of change for a small piece of their companies, in addition to a multi-week program to help you scale. I was rejected. They did introduce me to another accelerator, Techstars, and I proceeded to do a pitch for them over Zoom. I haven't heard back from them yet. You always hear that it takes a thousand no's to get to the top. But I can tell you that it really does not feel good along the way. But considering that even now, I'm still unsure as to whether I want to part with equity in the founding moms, I thought this exploratory ride would be fun. I discovered a Twitter thread recently that asked angels to call themselves out with their contact info. You can bet that I messaged every single angel that was listed. A few never got back to me. One has set up a call for a month from now, and another gave me an immediate no and a list of reasons why she wasn't interested. Because, and I quote, The economy is devastated, and we're seeing lots of small businesses shudder. I imagine that may impact your business. Um, it doesn't? We've seen an uptick in members joining us during the pandemic, but okay. 
She went on to say, and I quote, Founding Moms may be the first company to offer these kinds of services, but barriers to entry are really low, and what's to stop other people from creating a similar site or service? Although it's a no from me, I'm wishing you and Founding Moms so much success. I wrote her back immediately to let her know that in my decade of doing this, I've seen competitors come and go, and there's actually quite a lot that can stop other people from creating the service. As I was typing to her, I realized that I shouldn't be convincing someone to part with her money, but I also found her rejection sad. She clearly hadn't looked into what we do. She based her decision on a deck, or maybe just our homepage, and I'll never know which she barely looked at. The worst part? When I mentioned in my reply that we were hopeful about launching a Spanish-speaking version of The Founding Moms, she emailed back that she'd like to set up a call because she was very interested. What? Meanwhile, I looked into PayPal working capital, which I'd never heard of before. But since we don't make $20,000 a month yet, we don't qualify. Then I got on the phone with an old white woman who's a very wise angel investor who spent the entirety of our call telling me that the investor world is full of old white men and I should turn and run in the other direction. Go hire a PR firm, she advised. She also introduced me to a guy whose expertise is advising entrepreneurs on creating the perfect deck. I set up a call with him and it took him only six minutes to tell me how nasty, his word, my deck was and that it was literally the worst deck anyone would ever want to look at ever, his words. He assured me that he was being hard on me for my own good and then continued to trash it because I didn't have enough pictures in it to his liking. After a pile of phone calls with more angels and VCs, I posted this to Twitter. Spent the week talking to angels, VCs, and other funding folks. My takeaway? The industry forgot its manners. It's okay to be unkind, harshly judgmental, and wildly critical because money gave them permission? Bizarre. I'm going to continue to pursue this for several reasons. First, it makes for a juicy story. Second, there's a massive problem with women getting funded in the world. And instead of judging from the sidelines, I want to fully understand the intricacies of it all. Third and most important, I have nothing to lose. My business is doing just fine, thank you very much. So rejection is easier for me than it is for a lot of people whose hopes and dreams are dashed by those who believe that their money gives them power to crush souls. I can't stand it. So I'll be carrying on and reporting back in a future episode. Stay tuned. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. You can also go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.